This is Aviation Careers Podcast, an aviation podcast about living your dream and pursuing an exciting aviation career. Your host, Carl Valeri, has over a decade of experience counseling pilots. Aviation Careers Podcast will help you navigate towards your aviation career goal. Here is your host, Carl Valeri. Welcome to the Inspirational, Informational, and Transparent Aviation Careers Podcast. If you have any questions, comments, inspirational stories, or announcements, please write us at feedback at aviationcareerspodcast.com. Well, I just got back from a trip. I actually didn't fly at all today. I sat in the back because my inbound flight canceled. So what they had to do is deadhead me back, and that's when they just have us fly in the back. We still get paid for the flights we were supposed to do, but instead they uh, send you back to your home base. Unfortunately, it was the only flight for the day for the aircraft that I fly going into the airport where I was. And uh, so... Therefore, they had to send me through another uh, airport to get me home. So I spent the whole day just trying to make it back. As a matter of fact, I got back later than I would have if I actually flew my regular flight. So it was a it was a long day sitting in the back of the plane, but at least I got to do some reading and catching up on some emails. So that happens sometimes when uh, when you do have a cancellation like that, uh, and it's the last day they have to try to get you home. Otherwise, they put you into the next day. And usually, what happens you get extra pay if that does does happen uh, starting another day obviously uh, full of pay so uh, anyway let's move on to our announcements first before we get started we got uh, questions this week first of all congratulations josh on getting hired with a major airline and obtaining your airbus a320 type ratings uh, congratulations on that great job and uh, can't wait to see some of the, the posts and pictures out there. So good job, Josh. Also, uh, the calendar for the coaching, uh, please visit that first before you book the coaching because during the summer, we get super duper busy. Just because my regular job, I have to actually do a lot of flying during the summer. Also at aviationcareerspodcast.com, remember, you can find the scholarships guide, all the career coaching, and various courses online. And don't forget to use a pay it forward coupon, all one word, uh, through the generosity of others, uh, you might receive a scholarship guide for free. And if you want to make a difference in someone's life by giving away a free scholarships guide, please visit pay it forward tab and listen to the short video about how you can pay it forward. Uh, for as little as $10, you can actually make a huge impact on someone's life by purchasing a year access to the Scholarships Guide online. And with that Scholarships Guide, by the way, the current version, that's the June 2019 version, contains 31 new scholarships and 10 changes since the previous month. And in May, we actually had 25 new scholarships totaling between the two, 56 scholarships just in the past two months. Well, let's move on to the show here with uh, the questions. And uh, again, feedback at Aviation Careers Podcast if you have questions. So first question comes in, says, I'm Carl. I'm considering a second career as an aircraft dispatcher. and would like to understand the details and opportunities for that job title. My background includes 24-year vet and currently an IT background for the past 20 years. Uh, this is the industry I'm looking to leave. I have a commercial instrument uh, multi-engine pilot rating with a total time of 570 hours. I'd like to get your guidance and expertise in this regard. First of all, uh, we talked about this a little bit in the last episode with Eric Crump because they have a new program at Polk State College concerning the dispatcher's certificate. This is really interesting that you, you mentioned this. Uh, it just so happens they just started that program, and you can get it done super fast. Uh, he talked about it in the last one, so go back to the last episode. But in general, if you want to know more about what it's like to be a dispatcher, I've interviewed a couple people on the show. I know if you go to the past episodes, you can find some of those. Another easier way to do that is in the categories at the side, uh, and I'll have a link to this. It has uh, aviation 
careerspodcast.com. Just go on, uh, click on Dispatcher, pull down the categories, and you'll see the interviews we've had with different dispatchers and also have that in the show notes. So I think there was two that we had uh, that were on that did uh, really interesting, Mike Carroll's and uh, also Daniel Slapo, who talked about being a dispatcher both from the airline perspective and also the, the corporate perspective. And I do have another person that has been wanting to come on to talk about being a dispatcher on the corporate side, and I have another person that actually wants to talk about being a dispatcher on the, uh, the cargo side. So there's all different places you can go and become a dispatcher. Remember the dispatcher? It's uh, in uh, Part 121. You're basically the with the pilot in command, except you're on the ground. Uh, and they're in the air, and you both make decisions about the safety of that flight. In the Part 91 world, dispatchers are very prevalent. A lot of uh, folks use them in their larger corporate departments. And uh, like I said, we're going to talk a little bit about that. Listen to Dan Slapos about being a dispatcher. He's done a lot of different stuff, by the way. Uh, so go back to those episodes. But thanks for uh, for the questions. I think it's a really cool career field. And... Not only that, uh, depending on where you go, from the airlines to the corporate departments, you get to actually go flying in some really, real cool airplanes. Well, actually, they're all really cool airplanes. As a matter of fact, gosh, I, I was going to lead off with this, but uh, and by the way, thanks for that question. It was awesome. Um, I got a, uh, I think I mentioned a new airplane for me, uh, Piper Warrior, uh, PA twenty eight. It's a nineteen sixty one edition, and you know I was talking a little bit about the panel and stuff like that. And I haven't started doing any YouTube videos on it, but uh, I'm just looking at what kind of camera I want to get. Not the one that I use for some of the instructional videos. I want to get something I can use in the cockpit. Uh, but uh, I did put a picture in the show notes, so go check it out, episode 229. I have a picture of the, the instrument panel. And what's interesting is I've had some people get in there and look at it and say, hey, a little confusing here. This is a Piper. And I, I get a lot of people ask me that. So I figured I'll go ahead and show you a picture of it. Go take a look at the bottom there uh, where you have the – the, uh, the throttle and also the mixture. And I know you'll be able to figure it out and the mixture knob's red, but look how far apart they are. And look, it's not the traditional Piper uh, Cherokee or Warrior uh, as far as the actual throttle quadrant. Uh, it's pretty interesting. So I thought you'd like that and just kind of look at a, an inter interesting old panel there. And I'm really excited about it. So I'm kind of coming full circle with this aviation thing, uh, actually going out flying some small airplanes. As a matter of fact, I'm going to look at a Cherokee 6, hopefully uh, be able to make who knows what we're going to do with that yet, uh, if anything, but uh, 6XT and then also maybe a 152. So I've been, been having a lot of fun in GA. I know this is aviation career. Careers, uh, there's a lot of careers out there in general aviation, especially if you want to get into flight instructing and charter, etc., and you want to hang around uh, the local airport and not go out to the airlines. There's a lot of guys that have done that and come back to flying locally. As a matter of fact, uh, there's a couple of them I'm going to have on the show, so we're going to talk to them about doing that. So really, really excited about that. So check out the picture in the show notes. Anyway, that was an aside. Let's move on to the next question. Says, uh, Mr. Valerio is hoping you may be able to help me answer a question I have. I'm a 27 year old college graduate with a degree in political science. I went to school on an ROTC scholarship and now a cavalry officer in the Army National Guard. I've recently decided I want to start a career in aviation. Listening to your Aviation Careers podcast has been a great starting point in deciding how to start my career. So I'd like to give you my many thanks in making all your advice accessible to the listeners. Well, I appreciate that, and you're more than welcome. I'm glad this is helping. Uh, he continues, My education advisors in the National Guard have told me 
I don't have any financial assistance available until I finish out my contract in three years. My unit does, however, give an annual scholarship of about $50,000 for soldiers to study abroad for a year in a field of their choosing. I could use this for flight school, but it would be abroad like, say, in Canada, the UK, Australia, etc. Do you think it's possible to go abroad and get private instrument commercial, etc., and then have those converted to U.S. equivalents to jumpstart my career in aviation? Any advice is greatly appreciated. Normally, I tell people... Uh, not to do that, but since you're getting a lot of money and this is, you know, a scholarship fund, it's, I would say, yes, you definitely want to look at that. And the reason being is that it's not an out-of-pocket expense. There's going to be a little bit of work to do to convert your licenses because uh, you are you are looking at staying in the U.S., but it also will help to have the other ones. And remember this, flight time is flight time is flight time. So gaining flight time wherever it may be, overseas or here in the U.S., it's total time. So, uh, yes, it's a great idea to build those hours. Uh, some things, uh, in certain instances, uh, convert differently. I know you've heard me talk about that, especially with the Miller, military equivalency, that type of thing. Uh, but, uh, but, yes, I would definitely look at doing something like that, especially if that's available to you. Go for it, in other words. Go check it out, and, uh, and good luck with it. Hope you do get that scholarship. As a matter of fact, send me a link to it. I'll throw it in the scholarships guide just so that people know what kind of scholarships they have uh, for uh, people that are in the military. As a matter of fact, I, we probably should start a whole new section on just military scholarships for you folks that are in the military. Um, boy, a little light bulb just came on. It's, a, it's an idea. I guess we're going to have to have uh, Alicia start working on that one. So thanks so much for the question. Thanks for giving me an idea to put some more scholarships in there. And yes, get some flight time no matter what way you can get it. Uh, it might be a little more difficult uh, to transfer them over here because, well, not a little bit. It's it's just it's a process, you know. It's just the way it is. Um, so definitely, I would I would go and, and build the hours. So on to the next question. It says, "Hey team, my name is uh, I'm excuse me. I'm a new listener. I'm an active duty military, currently deployed, and I recently downloaded a plethora of aviation related podcasts. I'm reaching out because I've been in the Navy for 15 years as an enlisted sailor and I have five years before I retire." I absolutely love my job, but I know that I should be flying planes for a living, not repairing them. I currently hold an instrument rating with around 180 hours. I'm trying to find any and every possible way to get hours to be around 1,500 hours by the time I retire without my wife divorcing me for spending all of our money flying. Well, we don't want that to happen, that's for sure. So we'll talk a little bit about that. My biggest issue has been that I'm taking college classes using tuition assistance and efforts to finish my bachelor's degree, and I can't use my GI Bill to help further my career while doing using tuition assistance. Makes sense. Do you know of any program out there or that someone is trying to start to help non pilot military get to the airlines while still on active duty. I've heard of the Forces to Flyers program, but from what I hear, I must already be off active duty and is super selective. It's the only a test program right now. Uh, you're right about that. It is, is pretty selective just because of the fact that it's not that widely dispersed. It's getting there, but it's not that widely dispersed right now. Anyway, he continues, flying for an airline has always been my goal, but it seems there's nothing in place that I can find to help me make my goals a reality. I've called uh, all ATPs and flight safety and asked if they have any weekend or evening programs because I would be able to fly anytime I'm not at work. But they're all a weekday program during the daytime. Anyway, I love your show, and thanks for inspiring myself and so many others to find our paths. Uh, the uh, Also, 
the listener here is out at sea, so we're going to have to email them. But for all you guys out there uh, at sea right now, thanks for listening, and thanks for your service, and please stay, be careful out there. Um, and uh, it's been wonderful, actually, uh, getting some of your emails, and I know it takes a little while for me to get to them, but I really appreciate your listening. Uh, so if, oh, by the way, if you're a mechanic with a civilian certificate, or if you're a mechanic, it sounds like, uh, you are in the military. Um, uh, one of my suggestions to you, this might be a path to go. You're talking about build, building hours is actually maybe possibly getting a small airplane, uh, and building your hours that way, especially if you can do the work yourself. I will say one thing I've owned airplanes, um, back in that whole realm again, the biggest cost in an airplane other than pouring that gasoline in there is the maintenance and the maintenance is something that can you can save a bundle on if you can do the work yourself i can't i'm not a mechanic um i can do it with uh underneath another mechanic but the cool thing is like my last plane i had a mechanic that could fix things and uh, we also partnered with a an aviation mechanic and that was great but we got things done quickly, but now I'm kind of in a situation where I don't have my own mechanic uh, as a partner in the airplane, and uh, it takes a little while to get things uh, fixed because you're relying on the other people. It also is a lot more expensive. So just one of the things you can think about, just kind of as an aside, as far as you know, going back to the first question about building those hours, those 1,500 hours, uh, without getting divorced. We don't want you to have that happen. That's for darn sure. Uh, but the um, let's talk a little bit about some of the things you mentioned as far as the, the bachelor's degree you're getting with uh, tuition assistance. Um, I, I think one of the things you need to do, and this, this is something I tell a lot of people that are in the military, is trying to find things out there that help people that are non-pilot military. Okay, You start looking just for things that are specifically for the military, and sometimes you you, you, you focus in that direction and that's all. So what I want to tell you is this. Don't focus only on what's out there for folks that are in the military. Look at yourself as a person that is looking for monies, like a scholarship, etc. And don't just look at ones that apply to the military. They apply to anybody. You're a U.S. citizen, uh, obviously in the military, you uh, in the U.S. military. You may be from a certain state, so there might be some scholarships available there. There might be some monies available there. Those are the kind of things you need to start looking at. Take yourself out of just just that role of looking at it only from a, a military's perspective. And I get it. There's a lot of stuff out there that will pay for it. But if you're in, in that mode of trying to get things done before you get out, uh, you, you might have to kind of stretch that a little bit and start looking at more uh, from the civilian side. One of the comments you made, interestingly, when you went to some of these bigger schools, this is one of the downsides to kind of working with a bigger school while you're working another job. While you're there, you actually you may not be able to get into the schedule because those are like Monday through Friday type of places. Uh, we have that at some of the larger universities. The weekends, there's nobody around, and that's when you're around to fly. Sometimes it's better to go to a regular FBO or fixed-based operator where they have schools all weekend. The ones I'm talking about are the ones that really, they, they cater to those people that are doing this uh, part-time and as, quote-unquote, a hobby. It's really, I think, one of the best ways to go if you are in another profession and you want to build some hours. Joining some of these flying clubs is another way to build hours um, and to get to your total time. But you really, I think, need to concentrate on not just looking at what 
what you can get just through the military and those those type of avenues, but just in general what you can find. Uh, but there's uh, there's many ways to do that. I would say, you know, you just said about the, you have your instrument rating with around 180 hours. Get the commercial, get your CFI, start working somewhere part-time. Uh, I know a lot of folks uh, that are CFIs part-time that do a lot better than some of the ones that are full-time. I know I did really well uh, by really limiting the number of days that I worked. Sounds kind of strange, but people knew they had to get into my schedule on those days, and they knew I was there. If you want to work seven days a week, you can definitely do that. Uh, but anyway, curious to know if you have your civilian certificate as far as a me- mechanic, and uh, that's one really cool way to do that, So uh, to, to build time and have an airplane. Or look to partnerships. Say, hey, I'm a mechanic. You know, I'm, you know, I'm here, and I can help out. Uh, you might get some really heavily discount time. You know, there are some small airplanes out there, by the way, that are really, really inexpensive. It doesn't have to be anything fancy. I mean, look at the picture on my podcast here on the on the page. I mean, this isn't fancy. It's got an old uh, GPS. Like when I was back, you know, doing some instructing and GPS came out, it was like, oh, look at this thing. It's got a monochrome screen with a little bitty moving map type of thing, but not really a moving map. And we were just uh, just so excited about that. Um, interestingly, that one can't be used right now to keep the database updated. is a real pain. That's KLN89B, uh, but absolutely fascinating how far we've come. But just having a little GPS in your plane and having the instruments like the way we have it set up, it's fine. Just build those hours. Uh, but you do want, you know, obviously be able to fly IFR so you can get in the system and, and talk to people. And uh, that's, that's one of those big, big things that I think you should do. So uh, anyway, hope that helps. Um, and again, thanks for your email, and we'll try to send an email out to you. I know you're on a ship right now, uh, and I know that for a lot of you folks, uh, things can be a little bit slow as far as the downloads and stuff like that. Uh, but again, thanks for your service, and thanks for listening. And uh, and I, and believe me, I wish there was a lot more I could do, and I, I have been trying for a lot of the folks coming out of the military because there are so many different things that you can use and benefits, and it's always changing. Uh, and I think it's really exciting for you right now, anytime as as far as aviation is concerned, because it's just a it's a growing field. Uh, and it, see, it's been really democratized. A lot of people can afford to fly, not like before. So there's more and more pilot need there. Uh, even during a recession, uh, there's a lot of different discount airlines. You know, people, they, they flock to value, and that's what happens during a recession. So you see a lot of people that are at the legacies, uh, say during furloughs, they'll go to some of the different, uh, you know, discount carriers, value car- carriers, and then they'll head back to their legacy that they were flying for five, ten years later or so, uh, and then pick up from there. It's pretty interesting. I should talk about that sometime as far as the furlough thing. I think I've done that once, but I probably should go back and talk a little bit about it again. Uh, but anyway, thanks again for the question. Let's see. I have time for another question here, and it comes in and says, Hi, just listened to one of your podcasts for the first time. I love the part that you mentioned you should love what you do, and we should do it not for money, but because we enjoy it. I'm writing because I need some guidance regarding a career as a pilot. I have a passion for aviation. I want to pursue it, but unsure what path to follow. It's a big investment of time, money, and getting the right path will be very helpful. I have to mention that I'm 45 years old. And I'm reaching the point that I'm not enjoying what I'm doing, and life is short, and I need to do it. Back in 2001, I was in the path, taking flying lessons, and then 9-11 hit, and had to take a, <laughs> the decision to go back and complete my college education instead, since I had a wife and two kids. 
Anyways, no need to say what if since it's in the past. And I now want to focus on the present and future. I need to reach in and ask for help to get some guidance. I know there are the so-called fast path schools, and not sure if that is the best way to go. Will you share some comments or pointers regarding where I should begin? Well, there's a lot here. Uh, one of the reasons we do have uh, the coaching is because there's some very specific things uh, that we'd have to get into, you know, with, with your situation, you know, what kind of money we have saved up, all those kind of things we have to talk about. But in general, uh, 45, if you want to do the airline route, I always suggest people right now in the current economy go the airline route to build hours because they're dying for pilots. And, uh, you know, you can build up a whole bunch of time, even if you want to go corporate. You can build a whole bunch of hours uh, flying for the regionals, et cetera, to build the hours because some of the corporate departments flying the really cool jets, they want to have like 3,000 hours, et cetera. But with that said, if you're going to fly for the airlines, you've got about 20 years left before you're going to have to retire uh, at 65. That may go up. Who knows? Um, but I'm not going to speculate on that one. And I get it. I know what happened, man. It was uh, 2001. It was That's the year I started actually flying for the airlines. Um I had the offer to do some corporate flying and uh, for a, a family that owned a baseball team. And I decided to not do that and move into the whole world of, of airlines and make zero money. I mean, hardly any money, making like 16000 a year. Uh, but in a situation like yours, having a family and kids, you made the best decision uh, at the time. And I, I commend you for that. I think that was a great idea because you, know, you just had to do it. You have to put... Uh, food on the table. But now it's the time to look at, you know, what do we want to do now? What do we want to do something we truly love? Uh, one of the things that you talk about fast path schools, um, if that is the best way to go, it's, it would probably include maybe possibly leaving the jobs you're in, et cetera. Are you in a position to do that? Those are the kind of things you have to go through in the whole process of, you know, what, what we should do. Some of the pointers I tell people is you got to look at your financial uh, situation first and say to yourself, what do I have? What do I need? So if you need X amount of dollars, say you need $85,000 to get through all your ratings uh, and everything you want, uh, you know, and I, I'm, that's a high number because uh, I really, you know, I, I like to tell people, hey, try to get your commercial, your instrument, your CFI, double I, and multi-engine instructor, all those different things. And one of the things you also have to do is look at the availability of other things like scholarships and other funds and maybe possibly loans. Um, but, but you have to also look at, at your own living situation and make sure that you can live during that period. So these are all the things that I tell people to do as a budget. Um, and it's very important to talk about money. A lot of people don't like to do that. I'm not a financial planner. Um, I probably should get my license because that's I, I don't do that type of thing. But but I can give you very limited advice as far as uh, being able to to see if you can afford a program and looking at how different ways to shave the costs. Some of the ways, like I said before, some people buy airplanes. They uh, do them on leasebacks at the different flight schools. Uh, leasebacks are where you own the plane. You lease it back to the flight school. And, uh, and then they use it. Um, that's kind of something one of what I've been doing is, uh, you know, grabbing airplanes, putting them on lease back and uh, doing a club or a school. It's really uh, that's one of the ways. But uh, but right now you got to concentrate on getting those ratings because you can't fly without the ratings. That's number one. So concentrate on that goal. Uh, take little steps. It's daunting. I just said 85,000. Uh, that's a lot of money, uh, but it, you could do it for a lot less than that, say 65. And if you look at the fast pass schools, uh, you're going to have to do it full time. And uh, they, a lot of times, 
there's the, and just the way they're developed and they're designed, you, there isn't much leeway and much flexibility. So you, can you do that? Can you go through that rigid path? Or do you need the flexibility of keeping a job? I will say one thing. Uh, it is much more comfortable if you can keep your job and go that route. Personally, that's what I did. There was a cutoff point, and uh, it really, well, it was kind of the point where I finished up the one job, and, uh, you know, it was kind of funny. The last time I worked in corporate America, they, my last job, they said, hey, you saved us all these money, millions of dollars, and by the way, we can't afford you anymore, and they, they got rid of me. I was like, oh, wow, so it's time to, to do this thing now. And that's exactly what I did. It was just that kind of cutoff. I don't want that to happen to you. I mean, you got to get through your ratings. But if you can set it, and, and by the way, that's the other pointer uh, I don't think I made. Bring your family into this discussion. It's incredibly important uh, to talk to your family, to talk to your spouse and move on from there to your, your kids and stuff like that and say, hey, this is what I'm thinking of doing. What do you think? Uh, would you support me in this? Would you help me? This is going to be a struggle. Uh, there's going to be times when we can't go out to dinner because I'm doing this, but it's something I've always wanted to do. And, uh, I really, really think that's important for me so that I'm coming home and I'm happy, et cetera. Don't have much time to do it through the airlines. You have some, uh, but you know, I would get moving on it right away and we have to really put a plan together and say how we're going to do this. So again, we can reach out to the coaching or get with somebody that, that does career coaching and talk to them about how to put a plan together and, and what you need to do, set some goals and get started on your path and do that today. You know, get, get moving on it right away. Uh, so hopefully that helped. There's lots of different things to look at. It's like in any situation, it's very specific to you. Anyway, one more question we have time for. Um, let's see. We'll move on to this one. Here it is. Uh, like you always here it starts with, like you always say, do something, anything to work towards my goal of earning a fulfilling career in aviation. For me, that's signing up for your scholarships guide. Currently enrolled my local ground school for the private pilot course, and honestly, I can't get enough of it. We'll be in touch in the future. I'm not uh, quite ready for career counseling session, but it's definitely on my checklist. Best. I'm a 37-year-old av geek prepping for a career change in aviation. Well, that's awesome, man. It's cool to see you coming into it, and uh, I really, uh, it's one of those, it's a career field that is people are very passionate about. You know, sometimes when you're around airline pilots, I've been around for a long time, they kind of get Ugh, they get kind of sick of it, and they're like, gosh, the only really, really reason I'm doing this is for the money. Uh, I kind of tell them, hey, that's not a good reason because there's a lot of other things you can go and do that you can make a lot more money, and I get it on the airline level. You have those skills. It is kind of tough to to really place that type of salary, and what kind of salary? You know, most of these guys are airline captains, so you're making at least 200000 and and double that, you know, in a year. So those are the kind of things you're looking at, like, hey, you know, I really don't like this. I'm just doing it for the money now. And it's if you get down to it with a lot of these folks, if you listen to them, they really do like their job. Uh, they just don't like some of the other stuff about it. Say they don't like dealing with some of the stuff that was going on in the company, that kind of thing. So it's really important when you do go start talking to people because you're early in your career. Talk to people that like their job and then kind of ask them if they don't like it tell say hey why you know why don't you like it that type of thing uh but for you in your case i am so excited that that you're really pushing forward and that you've jumped on trying to get a scholarship and remember you can get that don't forget to update it every month and go out there because we uh once every month i usually announce when it's coming out uh, june 19 uh, 2019 is out uh july i'll be coming out soon so 
go out there, try to find more of them. They open, they close. Uh, it's one of those, it's, it's like shooting a moving target, man. It's amazing how many people say, Hey, we got the scholarship just came out and we're trying to put it out there for you so that you can actually find it. Uh, but I really am excited for you and I'm really excited that you're starting a career and, uh, all these advocates that are out there thinking about a career in aviation, just figure out what it is you want to do with your career. It doesn't have to be uh, airline pilot. It could be actually, I find sometimes a hybrid career. Uh, maybe you're in aviation in a certain field as an engineer, but you're also a flight instructor. I've uh, One of my favorite flight instructors that I worked with, He most of them are my favorite actually, but this guy, he was really interesting and he worked in telemetry with NASA and on his days off and on uh, after work, he worked as a flight instructor. And it was so cool working with this guy because he was so passionate about what he did and also the fact that he was, you know, relating some really important information uh, to those new pilots out there. That really got him excited. So uh, did he go the airline route? No, but he flew small airplanes and absolutely loved it. And that's really where you needed to find that career goal. But uh, anyway, I'm very excited about it. I can't wait to see you move forward uh, with your career. Well, I think that's all I have time for right now. And Boy, I tell you, I really appreciate everybody writing in. Feedback at AviationCareersPodcast.com. Don't forget you can write in to us. And, uh, again, thanks to everybody who's uh, out there on the ships and also all the other uh, military out there. I'm saying ships because there's so many people I've been writing in lately from the Navy. Uh, but uh, all our folks out there, stay safe. I really appreciate your service. And uh, it's great to see all those that are out there, military, civilian, everybody that's really excited about getting into aviation and pursuing their dreams. This is a really cool field. Uh, the other the other neat thing is, uh, is the fact that you're discovering. You're discovering what it is you want to do with your life, but you have to put a plan together. You really do. You can't just sit there and think about it. And, and you may find out, you know, there are all these different paths. You may find out this is not really what you want to do. You don't want to be an airline pilot. You want to maybe supplement your income somehow flying. Or you, maybe it's just going to be a hobby. Or you might want to donate your time as a flight instructor. This this is something you have to look at in, in your internal self and say to yourself, what is it I want to get out of this? And, and why am I doing this? And that's really, really important to do. It's really important that not only do you listen to what I'm saying right now, but also take action. And in most things in life, the biggest thing that you can do in time management, in anything, is to take action, to do something. Do something now. Do something today that will help you move forward in your career and in your life. Well, folks, I really appreciate your listening. Don't forget to check out the picture of my, my new airplane in the cockpit. We'll talk to you next episode. And safe flying. You have been listening to Aviation Careers Podcast, an aviation podcast about living your dream and pursuing an exciting aviation career. This aviation podcast is produced by the Valeri Aviation Corporation. Although host or guests may receive compensation for products and services discussed in this podcast, compensation never influences our opinion. Before purchasing any product or service, you should always do your own research. Music by Billy Wheeler. All rights reserved.